With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Hello and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast. On today's episode, we are heading to Sydney, Australia to talk to Suzanne Mann, as known as the Challenge Girl. Suzanne is a mother of three writer, changing maker, podcaster, and soon she'll be a book author. So, Suzanne, welcome to the RV. Oh, thank you, Lucia. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. And likewise, I was counting the hours to <laughs> you here, Suzanne. So you were born in Australia, but you lived in many different countries. Yes, mm -hmm. including yes. Hong Kong, Philippines, and the U.S. So can you tell us more about this amazing cultural experience? <laughs> Definitely. Well, I was just so, I feel like I was very blessed growing up. My father worked for an international corporation. So yeah, when I was four, we left Australia and And we lived overseas for, I think, up about 10 years. Um, and going to the American, you know, going to the international schools everywhere. I, I don't know. I mean, some people, I understand the joy in living in one place your whole life and having lifelong friends. I, and when I was growing up, I always wanted that. But it wasn't until I grew up that I realized how amazing it was that I got to live in all of these different places. And just, I think the resilience that builds in you and the maturity that brings as a child, um, you know, the different things of how close you become to your family and seeing, you know, seeing these different cultures all around the world, um, the way that different people live and, you know, whatever it is, even tasting different foods, um, it's made me who I am. So I'm so grateful. But I mean, we came back when I was like 14 and I was the youngest in the family. And it just always makes me laugh because my mum thought that I was like putting on my accent because when I came still, people think that I'm American or Canadian or something. <laughs> But it's just stuck with me and um, no one else in my family has an accent. So, um, yeah, it has. It's, it's helped to make me who I am. So I'm very grateful. Yeah, it's fascinating to be able to know different 
people and mm. understand that in the end we all want the same thing. Yeah? That's right. That's right. I think it brings back that the how big the world is, but how interconnected and small it is. And you know, that's one of the things that I love being able to then pass that message on to my children. And through when we are, when we travel as well, to be able to show them that and experience that no matter what culture you're in, you know, we all still, we all still laugh the same. We all still love to dance and cry, whatever it is. Um, I think it's a beautiful way to be. Yes. And back to Sydney. Mm -hmm. You said that you are CG or the challenge girl on your spare time. <laughs> and I'm curious to know the story behind this nickname. <laughs> um, it's a bit crazy. Truthfully, one day, how it all started, one day I was sitting on my lounge and having a cup of tea at night by myself Everyone had gone to bed and I just felt like I needed to shake my life up a bit. I felt like I needed a change in my life. And I, um, although I feel like I'm giving away a bit of a, something that's coming up with a story that I've written. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that later. But um, I did, I actually, I, I, I decided that I needed to challenge myself. I, I, in my mind and my body and my spirit, I just, um, I don't know. I, I, and so I, I invited some friends along and um, it just sort of started that I started making challenges um, for a group of women that I know. And um, so I became the challenge girl. And from there, that was, gosh, that was probably about seven years ago now. And from there, I think I realized that that is how I operate. I am, I operate best when I challenge myself, <laughs> you know, when I put myself out of my comfort zone and then that has allowed me to just grow more and more each year, each day, you know, and um, I actually love that as well. All of these, I think so many things in my life now, I've realized that, I mean, I'm not only doing for myself, but I'm doing because I want to show my kids how to, how to, how I think it's best to live life too, you know, and I want them to challenge themselves and realize that you're not necessarily always going to get everything right, but you're going to learn something from everything you do. So, um, yeah, I've done, I've done lots of different things now all under the challenge girl banner. And, um, I still even just run things like a step challenge with a big group of friends and, um, yeah, I'm known as CG, the challenge girl. <laughs> Sounds great. And I will tell you, uh, Susan, changes requires a lot of courage. Hmm? Mm. Where do you get your courage from? Gosh, well, it's and it's funny because I know that when I filled out the form for you, 
you asked what of my three, three ways to describe myself. And I was, I was sitting next to my eight-year-old at the time. And so I wrote down, I can't remember what I, I think I wrote. Oh, I, I wrote compassionate, fearless. And then I said to my eight-year-old, what else am I? And he said, mom, I think you're courageous. Oh, so, <laughs> so that I, I loved that. And I went, yeah, I'll write that down. Um, I don't know where I get it from. I think I just, I, there was a very, um, very beautiful woman I actually interviewed on a podcast just a few days ago and she used the word fearless (laughs) 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 and um, I think that I just, I think I got sick of being scared. Mm. I got sick of being scared all the time. And I really did. I was living this life of being a perfectionist, truthfully. Um, And I didn't realize until one day, one day, many years ago, actually, my husband pointed it out and he said, you've always been a perfectionist, Suzanne. And I looked at him and I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, perfectionists are like, you know, those women that have perfect hair and perfect clothes all the time I said that's not me and I went and I looked it up and when I read the definition I thought oh my gosh I'm a perfectionist (laughs) I, I didn't realize and then but what I and then when I read more about it I thought this is not something I want to be because being a perfectionist is sort of like this belief that everything is broken. You know, you're, you're, it's, it's this unattainable thing. And um, it then made me scared. I realized, you know, for example, we have a beautiful house and, you know, beautiful for having people over, but I just didn't have people over much because I felt scared like you know I don't know I would I would even just I'd be too worried about how they were feeling all the time or not having everything looking right before they'd come over and um you know I I didn't realize that that was all part of it and so I just I did that's by challenging myself so I started doing things to push myself further to stop being scared and I just realized that I was so much happier. I loved it. I love having people over now. And I'm like, you know, when a friend comes over and I can just relax with their kids and the place can be a mess, that's me. You know, that's, this is what the house is like. And I think that that's for me now, I think that's more a sign of love to show people exactly how you live. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of been part of my journey for finding my own courage mm-hmm. by, again, challenging myself just to do it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I think life becomes easier, yeah, when we are mm. worried about things all the time. Mm-hmm. And Suzanne, you said something about compassion and you studied compassionate integrity and have been coaching people as well can you tell our listeners about Mm -hmm. compassionate integrity please yeah (laughs) well that is something that um 
you were saying the other day how you have stories for everything. I have a story for everything too. (laughs) One day I was um, like having three kids. I think, I mean, having three kids, I've been pretty busy (laughs) just, and, and I've just been, I had so many years of being absorbed with my children and um, one day I was, one day I was reading, I don't normally read these sort of things necessarily, but I was reading Gandhi's autobiography, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was quite hard to read, but I thought, okay, I'll, I'll, I was reading that because I thought I'm interested in that. And at the same time, I remember that night, I, I just felt like I was ready for my next challenge and I was ready to maybe go and learn something, you know, um, go back to uni or something like that. And so this night I said to my husband, I think I'm ready to learn something. And so I went to bed and I put down my autobiography for Gandhi. And um, the next morning I woke up and I checked my emails. And when I checked my emails, there was an email from the Charter for Compassion. And it was inviting me to a course that was run by the Gandhi Institute. No. For compassionate integrity training. <laughs> what a coincidence. Well, this is it. And so I, I turned to my husband that next morning and I said, I meant to do this course. And it was so funny because the course, because I'm in Australia and it was run in America, the course was going to be on at 4 a.m. in the morning. And he said, you could not do that course. It's on at 4 a.m. in the morning. And I said, no, it's too coincidental. I am meant to do this course. (laughs) So that's how I came to do the Compassionate Integrity course. And it was just before COVID started. And it has, it's another thing that's just, it was a challenge for me. I was, it was the first thing I had ever done on Zoom. I'd never done like a big group thing and I was very shy, but I absolutely loved it. And, you know, it has helped me on one of our, one of the podcasts I do, you know, recently we were talking about finding your tribe and it's one of the things that really helped me to find my tribe, like a beautiful, I've just met such amazing people. Um, And to explain it, so it's just, it's a, it can be different lengths of time, but the one that I was teaching is like a 12 week course and really understanding what it means to be compassionate and not just compassionate to other people, but firstly, starting with compassionate towards yourself. Yeah. And then compassion in your relationships and then taking compassion out into the world around you and the systems around you. And, and then the integrity part of that is living that compassionate life, you know, realizing what your values and your compassionate values and behaviors are and living with it, you know, making that that's where the integrity fits into it. And um, it's just, it really has, it has, I think it, I was always, a. have always been a compassionate person, but it gave me the vocabulary to understand it better. 
and to be able to, you know, like break down how things are happening in your own mind even. Um, so, I mean, I've even done the chorus. When I taught the chorus, for example, my parents did it. And they were my students. They were part of my student group. And it's just such a beautiful thing because you become so, the whole group becomes so close. And everyone, everyone learns, again, from everyone else's experiences and stories. And it really, and everyone starts speaking that same language of understanding things, understanding things like, even little sayings like, you know, progress, not perfection and um, aspirations rather than expectations, you know, <laughs> um, and understanding things like, for example, about forgiveness, that forgiveness is, forgiveness is not something that you give to someone else. It's a gift that you give to yourself. Yes, exactly. And they're, they're like these life lessons that I'm sure so many of us already know, but so often it's just so good to have a reminder about it. And it's funny because even in doing the course myself, so I did the course and then I went back and I did a facilitator course and, and then I facilitated my own courses so I've sort of done it you know quite a few times and every time I do it it serves as yet another reminder for me and I feel like I learn even more mm-hmm. so that's just something that I then like to bring into every other aspect of my life you know and and again that I like to be able to share with my children or share in expanding my thinking in whatever I do mm-hmm. so that's what the CIT training is <laughs> I think it's all about self-forgiveness as you were mm-hmm. because people may not realize they can forgive themselves because it's something you must practice mm. while you recognize it as a choice yes definitely yeah and um, it must be very rewarding at the end of the day yeah I, I I think so and and it's it's true I mean because and I I found personally that forgiving other forgiving myself is always the hardest thing like if if someone else has wronged me I can forgive them so easily, like, you know, or, you know, I get over it and then I, I can forgive them and get that anger out of me. But forgiving my own self for doing something that I think is stupid, you know, that is the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so understanding the, you know, what's going on in your mind with these things is, is really important. Um, I just love it. So part of me thinks maybe I should have done psychology at university or something because <laughs> I love it so much. But um, who it's knows? It's never late. That's, that's right. <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. 
Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, and Susan, uh, also I see that uh, because of uh, this course you started writing articles about compassion mm-hmm. and reviewing books <laughs> so you've been doing a lot and you reviewed the book Imagine by the author mm-hmm. Richard Harris and referred him to me and mm-hmm. in the end I ended up interviewing Richard so Imagine talks about love and a word with more compassion. Mm-hmm. So do you, Suzanne, believe that it is possible mm-hmm. this word, we have more compassion, more love, and less wars or less mm-hmm. people fighting with each other? Mm-hmm. What is your opinion about it? Gosh, it's some days it is hard. Some days it's hard to imagine, you know, especially with the stuff that's been going on lately. And some days I think, oh, some days that's when my self-talk comes in and I think, gosh, am I just, am I just being silly about this? You know, (laughs) am I crazy? But it's true. Um, When I first read, yes, sorry. Richard's book was the first book that I reviewed for the newspaper and um, it was strange because I wasn't supposed to review it it was supposed to be reviewed by like four other people but it ended up coming to me and um, after I read it I and I wasn't supposed to interview Richard either but I actually contacted the um, the head of the newspaper and I said, is it okay if I contact him? Because I really want to speak to him about this book because it was, it's like, as I was reading it, I just thought, this is the world I want to live in. This is the world I want for my children. And I don't think I realized how much of a dreamer I was until I was reading the book, but I'm like, this person is reading my mind. This is what I want. Um, So I did, I I contacted Richard and I still remember, (laughs) we, we laugh about it now because I said to him on the phone, I said, look, did you just write this book or do you actually believe this? And he said, of course I believe it. I wrote it. <laughs> and I said, um, and I said to him, well, I, I would like to help you, you know, I would like to help you pass this message on then because this is really important to me. So do I believe that the world can change? I I definitely do. I think, I think if we lose that 
that's what hope is. You know, that's, that's where hope lies for me. And I never want to lose hope and I don't want my children to lose hope. So I do. I, I think that, I think compassion is difficult. You know, it is, it is a strength. It is not some easy thing that everyone just knows how to do. It is something you need to work on every day. And on all of those levels, you need to work on it with yourself, with your relationships, with the world around you. And I truly believe that if we all do that, then in our own little worlds, we can start making a difference. And every one of those little worlds put together start to then make a beautiful difference in the whole world. Mm-hmm. So that's my hope. And that's, I think that's now what, that is what I hope to do in and help with in everything I do, whether I'm writing, whether that's why we started the, the Voices to Dream podcast, because we want to, that's, I I said to Richard, I said, is there, I feel like this is another way. This is a way that we can try to spread that hope and share stories and talk about how we can make change. So I, I, I believe it and I hope that it works and maybe I'm naive, but you know what, it makes me happy. And I think, um, it brings joy to a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel the same. I feel the same than you, Richard, and many other people who are coming here to this podcast. Actually, I love the name of your podcast, which is Voices to Dream. And can you tell us more about it? What kind of guests do you interview, please? We've only just started compared to you, Lucia. <laughs> But we do. We've we have been interviewing a whole host. Um, you know, people from authors like Deborah Rodriguez, um, who's just amazing, you know, her her stories about living in Afghanistan. Um And, uh, you know, as a single woman and, and making change and now trying to get, you know, women out of Afghanistan that are being, um, you know, that are, that are not living in ideal situations. It's just incredible. I think that, um, and then we've interviewed, for example, David Gillespie, who, who is the, the sugar man <laughs> or the, the sugar is poison man, should I say, and um, learning there as well about not only how we are, how sometimes we're not compassionate towards our bodies through even what we're eating. Um, you know, we've, we've spoken about kindness and um, just really it is about everyday sort of people that we're speaking to, sharing stories, sharing our wisdom. And in every episode, we like to talk about, we like to talk about something that is sort of a bit more international, like oh, maybe what's going on or, or for example, in your episode, like where we're talking about Brazil or traveling and, 
And every episode we like to as well bring in, a, share some wisdom from our guests to give to our listeners as to how they can maybe suggest that they could make some sort of change in their life today, which would not only help them or maybe help the world around them. And I guess it's, it's, it's a conversation. I love conversations. I just, and conversations are just as much about listening as they are about talking. And I just feel like it's one of the things I always say to my kids. <laughs> I relate everything back to my children. And I apologize for that. But I, I say to my children all the time now, I say, it never hurts to have a conversation. You know, no matter who it is with, if it's with another child, if it's with your teacher, um, just talk about it. Because worrying about something, worrying about something never helps. It's just, it's just like your mind, you know, playing games with you. But if you're, if you're questioning something, have the conversation. What's the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing is that the other person says, no, I don't want to talk about it. Um, I just, yeah, I feel like it's just so important to be open and willing and, and have conversations. So that's why as well, actually, well, one of the things we do in Voices to Dream is we always do a check-in um, at the beginning with our guests and with each other. And we, our very first episode, actually, we talk about what that means. And that's more than just you know how when you see people, you often say, hi, how are you? And they just automatically say, oh, well, in Australia, we say, oh, good, thanks. And you keep going. Um, I guess we, we're, we're trying to get people to stop and actually say, how are you checking in? You know? I understand. So it's, it's, it's more than just how are you? It's, it's like saying to someone, I'm here and I'm listening to you how are you? Mm. You know, so those are just even little things that we're trying to bring in through the podcast as well. So we are looking forward to interviewing many more people and sharing many more stories and um, just seeing where we take it, where we go from here. Yeah, I was checking some episodes and I really love your podcast and you guys are doing a great job. Keep doing it. Thank you. <laughs> great. And Suzanne, what is coming next? Well, <laughs> I have something pretty exciting coming next that um, this amazing woman who runs this podcast called The Relatable Voice. <laughs> she asked me she she asked actually he sent me an email so for for the listeners out there Nachia sent me an email and said and asked if I was an author and if I'd like to write a story for an anthology of short stories and the funny thing was I actually wrote back and I said no I'm not an author I can't do that (laughs) (laughs) but then our mutual friend, Dr. Richard Harris, I was talking to him and he said, why aren't you at the meetings? And I said, oh, I'm too scared. (laughs) But as we were talking about challenging ourselves, I thought, okay, I will try this. 
So I wrote a short story for Lucia and I actually said on there in full disclosure to all listeners as well, I said, if you don't like it, please don't feel like you need to include it. Mm-hmm. And I love it. <laughs> I'm very pleased to say that you loved it. Um, so yes, I'm so excited about that. So it is going to be my, my first published book. Um, well, story within a book. So I'm so excited about that. When's it going to be released? It's in September, isn't it? Uh, I believe it will be ready by the end of July, beginning of August. Wow. I'm so excited. And the thing I love, I love, 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 is because all of the stories are stories to help make you smile. And I just think that it's, it is such a beautiful message to be giving to the world. And um, there's 14 authors. So I am so, I feel so privileged to be included among all of these published authors already as a little newbie. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to be on part of the RV journey. So I'm very grateful that you're having me and that will be fabulous. Yes, and I'm very happy that you sent me your piece. And to our listeners, the idea behind this anthology is that it will be a collection of short stories, fiction, Mm -hmm. all designed, as you said, to make the reader smile. You know, I was inspired by the resilience our world has shown after this pandemic, and also how I think we can add some positivity or even a light distraction amid this crazy time. So I'm happy that you and the other 12 guests are participating and we will be revealing the cover in some days. I cannot wait and... I hope, I hope all the listeners, I hope everyone enjoys it. And um, yeah, I hope, well, I hope they enjoy my little, my little piece as well. (laughs) (laughs) It will give, it will give people a little bit more of an insight into me, I think. Mm -hmm. Will be great. And Susan, would you like to leave a message to our listeners? Any message? Wow. Any message? Gosh. Um, there's so many things to say let me think I guess I would have to just have something to do with my challenge girl in there and say you know what don't be afraid to challenge yourself Um, from from a message from someone who has been scared and you know everyone everyone has always thought I was like this extrovert um and that I've always loved talking to people. And as much as I have, I've been, you know, it's scary. I used to be very scared about it. And I think, you know, it's just the message is to don't be afraid to push yourself and, and try something different because you can never fail. Um, you know, change, change is inevitable. Um, things are always going to change and you can either go along with it or you can get left behind and you know what it's a lot more fun to go along with it so that's my message um yeah and be compassionate (laughs) 
always. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. And before you go, where we can find you and of course your podcast online. Ah, yes. Well, I am I do have a website, thechallengegirl.com, um, which has links to all of the other things. But um, I'm mainly probably I'm on most of the social media, but mainly probably Instagram. Um, I'm gosh, I'd have to actually look it up. I think it's the challenge girl underscore Suzanne. Um, I also do book reviews with my mum, and that is Mariah underscore and underscore me book reviewers. Um, I love doing that. I, yeah, I love working with my mum on that. And of course the podcast is voices to dream on Instagram. And I don't know if there's underscores or not in that. No problem. <laughs> I'll be publishing it on our email teams, <laughs> and brand education. So it will be very easy to find you and Dr. Richard Harris online. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Suzanne. It was such a pleasure to speak with you today. And we'll be soon spreading the word about Relatable Voices Anthology. And I hope we can bring smile to, to the world. Beautiful. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.